0: Caring for children has always been one of the deepest and most satisfying things a human being can do. The world is changing, and there's never been a more important time for childcare business owners to start marketing their businesses. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about everything that can help you grow your childcare business and stand out in a crowded market. Welcome to the Childcare Business Growth Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Nick from Childcare Business Growth, and today you are joining me for another conversation, and we're going to be talking with Sophie Kerr. Now, let me give you a bit of an intro to Sophie because I've got so much admiration for Sophie and her sister Anna around the business and the culture that they've created. Now, Sophie is a kind works directly with us, and the reason why I wanted to bring Sophie on right now is because I hope you don't mind me so saying this, but. Sophie's actually in another country she's in Tenerife she got caught the wrong side of the travel while visiting family and her business is running amazingly while she's not even in the same country and you've got multiple sites now I'm not going to do her anywhere near enough justice with an intro so Sophie thank you for joining me do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you and Anna and the business you guys have got
1: Yeah, so we've got five nurseries and one breakfast and after school club. It started off um, back in 96. It's a family business that me and my sister have grown into. Um, We both grew into management roles at different times. So once we'd started working together, we started doing a lot of like the Tony Robbins training, training, and different things. And that's where I've met a couple of your friends, like Carl, Um, and that's where we sort of started to notice the culture of the business more than anything. Um, And we've just been working together to pull all the sites to be as one, to create like one giant team, instead of like six mini teams, which I think has been the main thing for us, Um, like the main part of our business really is just having a nice happy friendly team because obviously that's what's reflected to your families everyone just wants the best for their child so you want the person you like the best looking after them sharing their day while unfortunately parents have to go to work or whatever they've got to do while they're in our care yeah
0: now the uh, the reason why as well we had a chat because obviously we were doing our call yesterday we had a chat with the team and, and what I was talking about is that We were on this call and these guys are having beautiful weather right now in another country, so jealous. But you've been there, what, since beginning of December, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And the businesses are all running smoothly with you not even in the country. So, So first of all, let's just talk about how long did it take you to get to that number of settings? Tell us a little bit about that
1: um so well head office that's been the first one that we've ever opened that was opened back in 96 in the back of the family home um and then we've had another one of the settings for years it was a previous business that my dad had had um it's like a lemonade yard and then three of the settings we bought over while I was pregnant with the youngest so we only got them in 2016 okay. and then our last set and we've had that we bought that as an existing nursery as well Um, we've had that about 15-16 years okay. um, so yeah so it's just been bringing them all together I'd say most of the hard work's been done over the last three or four years yeah. it's been like intense we're getting the team to where we want them to be
0: and talk if you don't mind. Tell us about some of the pain points that you had going through that. Because, like I said, the one of the big things I have a huge admiration for you guys is around this culture that you've created. The way all the team yesterday, even when I was making suggestions about things we should be doing right now, every one of them was like, "Yep, yeah, great, no problem at all. We'll do it from this week," and just so on board. But before we get to that point, what issues? have you had along that journey what was on the pain points you had
1: so we have had a few it's not all been easy sailing um so we started off small like me and anna went to uh tony robbins upw events and if you've never been to one you need to google it to see how crazy they are but we come back full of ideas we wanted to try everything so we started off as you do with your managers And we were rolling out to managers, you know, about bringing the energy and the customer service and the teamwork and things like that. Um, And then we were rolling it out to room leaders. And what we found for those people who were able to like bring the vibration up, basically, to our level, they stayed, they really embraced it, they done really well. And for those people who struggled with it or just weren't on board with that sort of vision... They seem to fall away, and the, the team and some of the niches in particular did change quite a bit. Um, so we've gone through the process then of finding the right people for them that fit the vision that we've got for the businesses.
0: So, so a big thing for you then really was, um, let's take an example maybe of one of the ones you took over. Was it harder to take over an existing setting that had a team or to grow one from scratch with your own team? what gonna you the most hassles
1: um well like we took over three but two of them were running as one and had the same manager and that had to have been the easiest because the manager is just amazing she's on board for everything and she she was ready to thrive more than anything because like the nation previously been under you know family run bit of the same dynamics as us but of course the family had got to the age where they didn't want to grow it anymore. And she wanted to keep growing. So when when we come on board, she was buzzing and everything we say and do, she's going for it. She's got new ideas every week. She texts me new ideas constantly and things she wants to change so much so that she got a promotion um, last month. So she's area manager for them all now. So she goes around and like, raises everyone's performance really within the nurseries. and then so we had that which was great and it was like amazing because they did already have a really good culture within the nursery and then we had the other set in which we took over which we thought well this is going to be the same because it's you know from the same company you know same values hopefully um this should be the same but it wasn't at all it had been run by a different manager with different values so again we just found some of the team stays on for a while but it it wasn't quite the right fit so as we've gone along um we've had different team members move in and we've got a fab manager now Um, she's she's only young as well she's only just finishing a level three but she's really eager and she's doing a great job
0: yeah yeah we've spoken to several times and just enthusiasm is a big part isn't it so so there's there's lots of things i want to i want to bring up here because what we're kind of not really talking about, which I know you won't you won't, you know, say how good you guys are at this, but you are extremely good, is that the reason why you've been able to scale, first of all, is because everything is process, isn't it? You're like there's a process the way you do everything in the business. And I know you love your spreadsheet, you love your automations, you love all that side. I know that's your area of the business, but how much has that helped you? to scale the business or when you took that new location on how did that help you to then obviously make the culture and all that other part because let's face it going into a setting that you're taking over you know you want things to run the way you want them did you go in and go from day one hey we're gonna now everything's gonna run our way did you do it gradually how did you do that for for, when you took those settings over
1: so it was more gradual because um, I think if you come in and you just try and change everything, yeah. a lot of people are scared to change. So we did do it quite gradually. Um, and it's funny because me and my sister, Anna, we, we're we quite yin and yang. So I'm really easygoing and quite calm. And, you know, I'll be quite softly, softly as I'm bringing in new things, whereas Anna's quite laid the law down. This is how we're doing it and this is how we go so um yeah we tend to balance each other out with that she'll check in with me she's not being too forceful and equally if you know if people aren't following things we've asked them I'll put it to her to follow up on so it was just bringing in things gradually and then getting their input and then even like with that new site we'd added a couple of years and we'd worked really hard I'd been there full-time for a couple of years and we got um ofsted come on the 30th and we got the outstanding um and like we've never had it for any of the nurseries so it was it was a really big deal so then we just used that as sort of a catalyst to say you know we've been working hard on all these changes in the new nurseries. let's just roll them out to everyone and see how they go and as we went along staff were a lot more on board because they could see the result that it had got
0: yes yeah, so, so that's an important point for everyone, I think, is that you didn't go in there like a bull in a china shop and change everything straight away. You acknowledge the fact of people are going to take time because, let's face it, 90% of the population don't like change. You know, people want to stay as they are. So you gradually went in, you were respectful of that, and then obviously you change things gradually. Now, I know what it's like to be at one of those Tony Robbins events, um, and as Sophie said, if you've never done one, make sure you do but there's always a danger, isn't there, when you come back from something like that, that you're so motivated and inspired, and you've got all these ideas. But you do have it where sometimes I know I'm guilty of this in the past. I've come back and I'm going, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we do all these new things, and then everyone says, "Yeah, but what about everything we're already working on that you wanted us to do before we went or before you went to that event?" And I, like, "Yeah, we are going to do that, but now we're going to do this as well." And I used to be guilty of that, but how has that ever happened to you and if it has how have you gotten over that
1: so i think with that what we tend to do is me and anna will sit and we'll have a bit of a brain dump and we'll get all the ideas together that we want to do and then we'll try and plan how we're going to roll them out so I know we found, especially with our team, you do have to really drip feed them. So it'll just be a few ideas at a time, really get them embedded and then move on to the next few. And that's been our process throughout. And then most of it comes back to like accountability with the manager. So I like I have a manager's meeting every day of the week with a different manager and we'll just go over all their actions from last week and then the different topic for that week of the month. Okay. And, you know, making sure that everything that we've tried to put in place is staying in place, or if there is things that don't work, well, how can we change it or adapt it, or, you know, is it worth going in a new direction?
0: Okay. So how, how long do you spend on those calls with each manager then?
1: Um, usually about 45 minutes.
0: Okay. So, so that's an important, rather than just doing it as a group call, you know, you'll have designated time, you make sure each manager feels respected, loved, cared for, listened to, they've got that undivided attention just with you. Um, and, you know, so you've given them that focused time to be able to obviously, ha- you know, that's it uninterrupted time with you guys to be able to go through that stuff. But then you also mentioned the second point there where you focus on a topic, because I think sometimes, there's a danger that you bring all these new things in and then we're on to the next thing. But we forgetting about whether the last thing we did was embedded. So are there like a set number of topics you go through in a year, or do you just know, no, this is the structure. We're going to go over this one, this month, that one, next one. How does that work?
1: So, it, well, it's more on like a weekly thing at the minute. So, you know, like the first week of the month, we're looking at, you know, what our inquiries were like, what's our conversion rates and things, how can we improve our show around going, especially at the minute, um, the way the landscape keeps changing, what you can do, and just their actions from last week. And okay. it's just making sure, you know, do you need a bit of help? I'm quite technical, so I find things really easy, especially with new systems. So I'll share my screen and I'll show them. And then the main thing, what I think is really important, is I record every meeting and I save it as a link on there. They have what's called a skeleton timetable. I save it with the little actions next to it. Okay. And then I send a copy of their actions to the area manager. And when she sees them through the week, she's also following up if they yeah. need help with any of it. Um, and again, they've got the video to go back to if I've been showing them anything step by step. They yeah. can just rewatch it.
0: And, that, and that's another one. While we're on the subject of video, one of the things I know we've worked with you on um, is around process videos for the team. You know, one of the big things I always remember, I was working with a client one day. And the manager was, I was there two days in a row. And the first day, the manager spent five hours on boarding this new team member. And then the next day, the person left, they didn't come back. And she was like, how many times has that happened to you? She said, it's happened a few times now. So literally five hours out of her eight and a half hour day had gone and she couldn't get it back. And she's had other times where she's maybe trained a team member for four or five days, And then maybe two, three weeks later, that's, you know, that person's left. And so it's one of those big things, isn't it? It's so important that everyone gets the same um, onboarding experience. But obviously, as you grow, you don't have the time to individually onboard all those new team members, do you? So how has videos helped you guys to be able to onboard those new team members?
1: Well, we started... um we started a few different ways and then obviously with your help um we created the membership area so we've got quite a lot on the membership area showing all the different processes you know it's got everything explained: our ethos our values our story even down to small things like how to change a nappy yeah and different things we've even been creating some new videos for when people come for an interview, for what we look for, you know, being down at a child's level, talking to the children, especially if you, you might only be waiting for the manager while she's on the phone, but it, that's the point where you make an impression of someone, whether they're sat talking to the children or just sat waiting, you know, for someone else. So, um, yeah, it's just adding everything into the membership area or sending these videos out beforehand so people can see what we're all
0: about. Yeah, and that's a really good point because I was talking to someone earlier this week that has three preschools, and they said what they're really worried about as they continue to grow is that they will lose that, um, that, that culture, that onboarding experience that when it used to be him, he would train them every single team member. But obviously now as he steps out and he's more at a senior level in the business, One of the problems he's now got is he can't train every single team member coming through. And and what he was really concerned about was that he wanted everyone to know the origin story of the business because it was so important that that was shared with every single parent that comes through. So just a bit of advice for everyone that's listening or watching this right now. Make sure that you do you know, get that story across, make sure you record everything the way you want them done. And Sophie, with the greatest respect, you know, these videos, they're not professionally filmed, are they? Do you want to tell everyone how you normally do them?
1: (laughs) So some of them are funny. If you could see some of the outtakes, you'd laugh because they're just filmed obviously on my phone. And me and Anna have to try and remember to like hold it sideways so it fits nice in the frame. But we even like managed to do some when we were in Canada and um, we were on a charity trek. And that's really important to us because we were raising money for Marie Curie. And um, we wanted obviously any team members coming on board to know how important that was to us. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it's just a case of practice makes perfect. We take we might. Film 10 times to make one video that's 30 seconds long, but we're getting faster as we go on
0: I think you're really good. The point I was trying to really make is that they don't have to be professionally filmed at the end of the day. You know, if I always say to people, if there's something you're doing right now and the process is not in place to show someone else how to do it, record it there and then. Like if you'll find yourself doing something you really shouldn't be doing, someone else could do it. um, You know, to save you time and free you up to do bigger things record the process and then you know put it in place so someone else can do it the other thing we found as well that these videos work really well for is when you have inspections like you know the people like ofsted coming in or your local authorities and all those organizations it's a great resource to be able to share with those organizations as well as to show them i know i know three businesses we work with now that had to use their resource area to back up something that they wanted to show, um, and they had all the videos there to show everyone. And they, you know, they got amazing inspection reports because they had that evidence there to back it up as well. So, so just to recap so far, obviously you guys have grown the business. You've got all these processes in place. You gradually introduce them. You don't just go in at a bullet at gate and you know, and you just take over the whole, uh, change everything in one go. So you gradually introduce them, you brain dump when you've got new ideas, you don't just throw them at the team, and you hold that back. And then obviously, we talked about this culture and how often are you reinforcing the culture to the team?
1: um so well it's every time we're there obviously on site i try and go to each site every week some sites i'll be at more than others just depending what's going on and then we have things like zoom meetings i'll go live on facebook i always just try and keep it quite light to show the team that obviously i'm just a working mum as well um you know and whatever's going on you know even if it's going live one time I dropped the dog's lead and I'm trying to chase the dog while I'm trying to give them all the information on Facebook and things. You know, it's just normal and that's what I want it to be. Like, I'm approachable, so is Anna. Just, you yeah. know, come to us and have, we just have this nice culture with the team where they can come to us anything.
0: That's a good point as well, though, because I, I know you guys don't like to do things just via messaging. Because let's face it, it's too easy to take a message the wrong way or an email the wrong way. What you get really good at is you are constantly communicating, whether it's because you're on site or whether because you're doing a Facebook Live or you're doing a Zoom call. You can give them relatable examples rather than someone thinking, oh, they're going on about this again. You can praise them, reward them and also give demonstrations or examples of how that relates to them. And I think that's that's a really important thing for everyone to realize as well is that, you know, I speak to so many businesses that don't like doing videos, don't like going live, don't like doing Zoom calls. But I personally think it's so valuable that, you you know, too, it's too easy to take a written message the wrong way. Um, so that, that's a big one as well. So is there any other things you think we should share with people around how you guys create that culture and then, maintain that
1: culture i think the only other thing i'd say is to make sure you're empowering your team so obviously I, I we do have a lot of ideas that we like to roll out but i like the managers to feel that they can bring ideas too and equally they can tell me if my ideas aren't working because it's fine for me to have this idea from the off and say right we'll do this and that and then when it when you actually put it into place, it doesn't quite work that way. I'd rather have that feedback and say, oh, we'll, we'll try it this way, or no, we'll leave that and do something else.
0: Yes. So that's so that's important as well, guys, is make sure you ha- you empower the team and they feel empowered, most importantly. You don't just say, hey, you can make this decision. They, they feel that at all, that power, you know, that they can be able to make those decisions. But also as well, you... You want you always encourage them, don't you, to you know to give you that feedback if they're not happy with something or they feel something could be done differently. You always encourage that feedback, and do you constantly reinforce that? Is that something you you bring up to them often, and just to make sure they they understand that and it's an embedded throughout the whole business?
1: Yeah, yeah, and even um, down to all the team members. You know, we're if we've got different days coming up. We'll put messages out to the team and say, you know, this is coming off. Has anyone got any ideas? Let's all share what we can do together.
0: Okay. And one last one for me, if you don't mind, is how do you praise and reward your team?
1: Um, so we do quite a few different things we have like a cheers for peers mug that gets filled up each week with different treats and it gets um given out to different team members okay. we've got like a golden ticket system where if we um recognize someone's gone a bit above and beyond they get like a golden ticket with a chocolate star and they get to pick a treat out of the box um we have a form that gets sent out each week asking the team members to give praise for one another and then that's shared either at team meetings or on our slack channel um like a social media channel or it can just be we always make sure we go through and share it in the room we do like a little form called um two stars and a wish so it's like two ways they've been amazing and one little wish for how they can and um, you know, maybe improve the practice.
0: That's a nice way to word it as well, isn't it? So it's that constructive element as well. So that's really important. And I guess one of the big things as well is there that let's face it, some of these things sometimes people try and they don't continue on with them. Was it hard to make it a habit? First of all, did it take a bit of time to get it embedded?
1: Yeah, yeah, it did, and it was just that it was more so coming back to the manager and reiterate and. And then like with some of them, like with the form in particular that we send out to all the team, each site rolls it out differently, the way they give feedback because it was working differently. One site loved having an end of term meeting where they got a card with all the compliments about them written inside and a little gift with it, which they loved. Whereas another site, they preferred to have their feedback given to them more regularly. So one one of the team was making like a little poster each week with all the compliments on Okay. And it weekly on our like messenger group. And um, so, yeah, so they all work in a different way. Another site uses like a whiteboard and writes each other compliments all the time. So
0: so that's really important again, guys, is that, you know, not everyone likes the same rewards. Not everyone wants to do it the same way, which is nice there because you are encouraging, even though your overall process of how you want the business to run are the same, you're still given that that autonomy, that empowerment, that they can still get their praise and rewards the way they want them. Because let's face it, everyone wants different things. Not We're not all incentivized by money. Some people want more days off. Some people just want a little bit of appreciation or a pat on the back to say thank you. So... I love the fact that you guys give them that, you know, that empowerment to be able to do it, praise and reward the way they want to. So, Sophie, like you shared, so I could talk to you for hours around this stuff. You shared so much there. And obviously we had our call yesterday. We are going through lots of ideas. What I, what I love about you guys is that you're so enthusiastic about the business. You've got an amazing team behind you. You've created an amazing culture. You're, you're process-driven. you You constantly reinforce things all the time. You don't just say, hey, we'll try that, give it a go, and then you leave it. You'll make sure that you get it embedded. And the example you gave earlier around, you know, we go back, we review things. Once a week, we'll talk about this. You give that designated time. Honestly, guys, if you're just joining us on this live now, go back and listen to all the points that Toby's given you because there are so many golden nuggets in there. You might be doing some of them. But I can pretty much guarantee you're not doing everything that Sophie's gone through. Um, there's tons and tons of value in there. Get a notepad out, write them all down and start making sure you instill these things into your business. So Sophie, I am very grateful for you joining me. And look guys, if you've got any questions, pop them in the comments down below. Um, if Sophie and I can ask, answer those, we'll obviously will do. Uh, but Sophie, I want to say a massive thank you to you. Um, I know you got your hands full with the kids as well. And you have be, they've been amazing in the background bless them um and i just want to say thank you again for giving up the time i appreciate you as always and uh, i look forward to speaking to you again very soon oh
1: thanks a lot nish
0: thanks i'll be you soon take care bye we're on a mission to help business owners just like you to get more customers into their businesses and to help you stand out from your competition if you'd like to find out more about the ways we can help your business check out our website at childcarebusinessgrowth.com